Welcome to In the Know with Kat Bobineau. Today, my extra special guest is Dr. Jeanette Davis, who is a marine microbiologist, an author, a speaker, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Dr. Davis. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, as I just mentioned, you've got so many things under your plate. Where would you like to start? You want to start with being a marine microbiologist and what that is? Sure, sure. We can start there. Um, so yeah, marine microbiologist is, a, is basically a, a fancy way of saying that I study the things in the ocean that you can't see without a microscope. Um, so really small organisms in the ocean, uh, particularly I work on marine bacteria. Um, and they're really important because they help with like food cycling um, in, the, in the ocean environment. Um, they also help produce some of the oxygen that we breathe. So a lot of people don't know, like every other breath you take, you can thank the microbes or the bacteria in the ocean for helping to generate an oxygenated environment. So they're really important to study and understand. And my focus on them is uh, marine drug discovery. So when we're sick and we need medicines, um, the ocean is also a, a really big source of marine uh, drugs and marine medicines, in particular bacteria in the ocean. So that's one of the reasons why I study them. But yeah, they're really important. And so I study the things in the ocean that you can't see without a microscope. <laughs> that's marine microbiology <laughs> in a nutshell. Well, that's awesome. So how did you discover marine microbiology or how did that become your field, your passion? Um, I actually, um, I grew up loving science um, and I could never really articulate that I wanted to be a scientist because it's not, it, it, it's, it wasn't really a known path for me or I didn't see a lot of people who were scientists, um, not just who look like me, but just generally. Um, yeah. And so I thought, you know, I love science, so I'll be a medical doctor. Um, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you love science, you go into medicine. <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> but I went to Hampton University for undergrad and um, they had a marine science department. And, it, and up until I went to Hampton, I didn't consider marine science. I at that time thought um, I would major in chemistry, which at the time was my favorite science. And then I would go into medical school. Um, but Hampton had you know, we call it new student orientation week, where it's just freshmen kind of getting acclimated to the campus. And I was there trying to, you know, figure out what major I was going to declare and checking out like different science departments. And then I literally looked down on the water because Hampton is located um, on the Hampton River. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, they have marine science. And I walked into the department and really just fell in love with it and learned that um, to study the ocean is to study a variety of sciences. So it was a lot of like chemistry, which I loved, and physics and biology. But then I was introduced to these cool and interesting sciences like meteorology, which is connected to the ocean, botany, because there's a lot of plant life in the ocean, zoology, all of the ologies. Basically, the ocean is like all <laughs> the ologies in one. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of how I got started. It really was like, I, I don't know if I had, if I hadn't gone to Hampton, I'm not sure if I would have picked marine biology. I probably would have done chemistry and become a medical doctor, um, which I'm grateful that I, you know, I took a different path because I am more like research oriented. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's kind of how I, that's how I got my start. I literally, you know, went to Hampton, discovered it and fell in love with it. And from there, just kind of stuck with it, um, did interns every summer while I was there and eventually interned in the lab where I got my PhD in marine microbiology. And the great thing about that is through all the research and interns and things that I was introduced to, I learned that I could combine my newfound love for the ocean with medicine. 
which is essentially, you know, I got a PhD in marine microbiology focusing on marine drug discovery. So that that's kind of how I got started. Wow. I mean, that's, cool. that's a <laughs> lot. Um, so did you stay at Hampton the entire time? Um, no. So for undergrad, I was at Hampton University. And then for my PhD, I went to University of Maryland. Um, gotcha. So all of my research was um, in Baltimore. Like, so the physical location of my university was in Baltimore, but my uh, field research was in Hawaii. So I traveled to Hawaii quite a bit. Um, I don't even remember how many times I've been there because I was going, I, I went so frequently to kind of do the field work and the collection of the samples that I needed. Um, so I like to say that like my PhD literally comes from University of Maryland, but University of Hawaii is kind of like my, uh, I guess my, my second school where I, where I did a lot of my research and field work and would spend quite a bit of time there after collecting samples. I would do, um, finish up my research at the Hawaiian Institute of Marine Biology. So I attended both of those schools, but technically my degree comes from University of Maryland. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's, I think that's a, an amazing pathway and journey. And one of the things people don't think about is schools talk to each other. We work yeah. with each other, you know, and just because you're going to one school doesn't mean you don't have an opportunity somewhere else, especially yeah. in your field. Absolutely. You know? And that's absolutely. cool. And I'm, I'm absolutely going to shout out Hampton and HBCU. This oh, is an yeah. HBCU podcast. So yeah, yes. Yes. I got on my um, Hampton shirt. Mm -hmm. I need to get my, my Stillman College shirts. I'm, I'm going to work on it. I have to get <laughs> my people in Alabama to get that. <laughs> but I mean, yes, that's amazing. And congratulations on all of that. And, you know, I've actually never been to Hawaii. I really, and I'm in California. I really need to go. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. It, you know, I mean, it's a part of the United States. Mm -hmm. But it is so because of the distance and it's, you know, not connected to the mainland of, you know, the U.S. It seems so foreign to people. And I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, but it is amazing. It's so beautiful. And there's just so much like rich culture and heritage mm -hmm. and history there. And they by far have the best pineapple you will ever eat. <laughs> Um, yes. and the beaches, the mountains, I mean, and it, it's also just, I mean, beyond marine biology, because there's so much beautiful life there. It's also uh -huh. an interesting place for like, just to study, study of weather and meteorology, because you could yes, be yes. like literally going through a mountain and you can see like the sunshine and the clear um, the the clarity and all of this and and on one segment and then look on the other side of the mountain and it's rainy and it's cloudy and it's just really interesting like just um, what happens in the atmosphere when you're at the peak of a mountain versus the low of a, a mountain and what that looks mm -hmm. like so it's it's really fascinating I love driving like through the mountains there um, <laughs> it's 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 beautiful it's absolutely beautiful one of my favorite places to to go. And it's been a few years since I've been there, but um plan to go back at, at some point. That's awesome. Yes. I, and you know, with the pandemic tickets have been so cheap. I really just, I don't know. Well, I do know. I have a <laughs> one year old. So where am I going right now? You know, <laughs> I've had people like, you could take him with you. I'm, I'm not bringing sand to the beach. I'm going to go. By <laughs> I totally get it. I totally get it. Well, Whenever, yeah, whenever you're ready someday, it is absolutely a gorgeous and beautiful place to visit. That's awesome. Well, thank you. So I'm on your page right now and we have you known as Dr. Ocean. How did you get that name? Yeah. So, you know, honestly, it started as just a social media handle. Um, I am actually pretty late to social media for most people, I guess, in my generation. Um, I got on, I've been on Twitter now for a little over a year, um, maybe about a, maybe a year and a half or so. And then I got on Instagram. It's been about three years now. 
which mm-hmm. most people are like, what? Um, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so when I decided to kind of, um, I guess, become more vocal about um, being a marine biologist and sharing my journey as a marine biologist, I became more engaged in social media and decided to get in on social media. And so I wanted a handle that was, you know, kind of indicative of who I am and what I do. And so I was like, yeah, Dr. Ocean is fitting because I'm going to just share, I'm going to share my journey as a, as a marine biologist. Um, And I also noticed like when I tell people I'm a marine biologist or marine microbiologist, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, it, they can enter the chat from a broad spectrum of like thoughts and ideas of what they think that is. Um, and even when I went into the field of marine science and people were like, well, what's that? Or what do you do with that? And, you know, it was everything from associating with like the actual Marine Corps to (laughs) like, you know, ocean or like battle or like, dolphins, whales, you know, it's just a gamut of things that come to mind. But when you hear the word ocean, on the other hand, there's pretty much a universal thought around the ocean as opposed to marine, even though they're synonymous, right? Like marine means ocean or salt water, Um, but not everyone necessarily connects with marine the way they do ocean. And so it was a way of me kind of like simplifying um, what I do and, you know, making science accessible to people. So it started like that, but it has carried me beyond a social media handle. Right. um, You know, that's what people call me now. And that's how, you know, I, you know, when I'm doing speaking engagements, I'm referred to as Dr. Ocean. And um, even on my children's science book, you know, referred to as Dr. Ocean and and those things. So I love the name. It's catchy and I'm, (laughs) I'm embracing it. I love it. I love it. And that's so amazing. Um, and as you spoke about your book, your book is Science is Everywhere, Science is for Everyone. What made you write that book? motivate young people to get involved in science and to give them that language um, so that they can grow up saying like, I want to be a scientist. I want to be a botanist. I want to be an oceanographer. I want to be a zoologist or, you know, I want to be a geologist. Like I love mountains and rocks. I want to be a physicist. I want to be an astronaut. 
So it's so many different sciences that are highlighted that gives young people like that language to, to, to discuss science and feel inspired by science. Okay, well, I don't know if maybe it didn't happen on your end, but we had a, like a pause in our, on my end. So I'm not sure if everything was captured, but I'm, I'm gonna go with the fact that you wrote the book for students to be open <laughs> to the idea of science, right? <laughs> yes, I wrote, and it was a bit of a lag on my end, but when I see those things, I keep going because I don't know if it's just me or if people are listening to me. So, but yeah, right. science is everywhere. Science is everyone is literally written to amplify the title, to connect young people with the science that is all around them, give them the language of science. So I was saying like for a young person who loves the zoo, like kids love animals. Well, now they get to know that if they love animals, they can be zoologists because the, mm -hmm. the study of animals is zoology. Or if you like plants, then you can be a botanist. Um, and or if you like the ocean, you can be an oceanographer. So mm -hmm. it gives young people the actual language of science that they encounter every day, but does it in a fun and inclusive way. Um, so it's different rages, um, races, different genders as well as religion and all of these things that that hopefully will inspire young people to pursue science in an, an inclusive way and let them know that it's available to everyone that's awesome all right i am going to share my screen for a second just so that people can get an idea of your book and of course, now it doesn't want to share. I think my computer is, there it is. All right. So science is everywhere. Science is for everyone. You can find, where can you find the book? I'll ask you, Dr. Davis. Yeah. And actually, since you're there, if you go on the book tab, um, I recently published another book that Ooh. focuses exclusively on oceanography. And that's Jada's Journey Under the Sea, which you guys can see there. Um, so Science is Everywhere, Science is Everyone introduces lots of sciences. And now I am focusing on those particular sciences in oceanography or marine science. Obviously, it was like the first one because I'm a marine scientist. But right. in Jada's journey under the sea, she takes this journey under the sea and you're introduced to the life under the ocean, um, as well as the benefits of the ocean and, and how we're connected to it. But unfortunately, Jada also discovers some other things under the sea um, that shouldn't be there. And so it's also a way of um, giving young people and, and actually everyone tools to help better, you know, protect our ocean and, and what how we can all be more involved in making sure that we have a healthy ocean environment. So that's Jada's Journey Under the Sea. Um, in all of my books, you can find them on my website at www.drjanettedavis.com. That's J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E-D-A-V-I-S.com. But a simplified version of that, you can also go to www.dr ocean.science um, and it both of them will take you to the website and uh, if you go there you can click the button to get an autographed copy from me um, and they're also available online at Amazon, Target, Walmart, Barnes and Nobles, um, Books a Million um, but if you go to my website you can get autographed copies or be directed to another website to order them from. Oh. Awesome. That's amazing. So you have a uh, quite a few more books up your sleeve. Yes, I do. And if you scroll down a bit, um, yeah, if you keep going, this is, uh, go, go back up. Oh, so, okay. yes. So science is everywhere. Science is for everyone. I recently released in Spanish. So um, that's another way of me, you know, being inclusive with sciences. So um, it, it's also in Spanish now. You can get that um, off, off of my website as well. So I have sciences everywhere. Sciences for everyone in both English and Spanish and recently um, published Jada's Journey Under the Sea. Awesome. That is amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you.
Yes, and I see, you know, um, looking at this, checking this out, that you are also a keynote speaker. So how yes. did you get into that as Dr. Ocean from being a scientist to being a speaker? Yeah, um, so I, that's a really good question because I, scientists traditionally, like we we are trained to, you know, communicate our science in a very specific way to other scientists, right? And so right. most of the time when we are engaging and, you know, speaking, it is about our science to other scientists who are interested in the work that we're doing. Absolutely. And for me, I, I do a lot of those types of speaking engagements, but it was also important for me to communicate the importance of science to non-scientific audiences. Um, so I kind of started on the path of speaking to encourage people to be more involved in science. And I give several keynotes around, um, again, connecting people with science and why that is important. Um, I do trainings and workshops in particular with educators, um, and different like corporations around um, diversifying science and, and what that could look like and the importance of diversity, not just being um, age, race, or gender, but also different types of sciences. How when we look at um, global issues like climate change, um, extreme weather events, and, you know, uh, all the the major things that kind of impact our day-to-day -day lives, sea level rise, all of these things that we need to kind of solve collectively as a society, it requires lots of different expertise, um, technical science as well as social science. Mm -hmm. um, so my speaking is really about um, broadening, I would say, our definition of science and really getting back to it being fundamentally knowledge so also um, incorporating indigenous knowledge. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. my speaking engagements are really around the science that I've done, but how to, as scientists, take our work and make that more accessible to the public and how we can encourage other people to be more involved in science and, and decision-making. Absolutely, yes. I mean, that's... Part of the reason why I do the podcast is not only to show the diversity within science, tech, engineering, and math, but to show that the pathway is not linear. Everyone has ups, downs. Everyone goes in a circle, so to speak, you know, and that science is everywhere. Yes. So one of the things when I was doing speaking, especially with kids or families, you know, if you like to cook, then you like chemistry. All you're doing is changing you from one to another with, catal with a catalyst, which is heat, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, I, sometimes you can see that person or that kid's mind like, oh, I guess that is science. It's like, yeah, yes. yeah and it's everywhere. Yeah, you know, in the, in the book, Science is Everywhere, Science is for Everyone, that's how I describe chemistry. And mm -hmm. their kids cooking. <laughs> Right. And it's like, yeah, that's chemistry, you know? Um, so yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like that it's making that connection. And I also think like we, we also tend, you know, what I found in the field of science is that, you know, while science is a very complex and abstract, you know, way of thinking and processing and problem solving and results driven, all of those things, it can also just be simple, like cooking, right? Like, right. and we tend to only talk about science in this, this way of like complexity and nuances. Um, and, and, and because of that, we have kind of centered it to be something that is just for an elite group of people to to discuss or be a part of but it's like no everybody's a part of science all the time and we need to like talk more about how our everyday lives um is really science and being a part of that and i think again when people feel more connected to it then they're more likely to make better decisions about themselves and about their environment 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that uh, concept. And it's one of those things where <laughs> I, would, I always say, you know, you like money, then you like math. It, I, yes. I don't understand if you if you can tell me all the statistics of a baseball player, you're doing statistics. So yeah, exactly. If you like day. to breathe, you like science. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's not far fetched. It's not something that you cannot do or mm -hmm. you know, it's above your head. Everyone's afraid of the education behind it, the length mm -hmm. of time. You know, time is gonna happen. Four yeah. years is gonna happen. You you could do four years doing one thing or you could do it four years going to school. It's just four exactly. years is going to happen. Exactly. Absolutely. So, I love it. I love that idea. And I'm gonna go back to marine biology because that was something I was kind of interested in as a as a kid. Um, but my thing to this day, I still it's still a bucket list thing is to be on a research boat and see a blue whale in you know its natural habitat. Of course, because nowhere else is gonna be as too big. But to, you know, see a blue well out in the ocean is just the the sheer magnitude of that animal is amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so interesting too because I often hear for those who, you know, a lot of people approach me like, I wanted to be a marine biologist, right? And I hear that more often from people who uh, are not currently marine biologists than those who are marine biologists. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. And, you know, there are a lot of marine biologists who knew like, this is what I wanted to do. And so I'm just going to pursue it. But I think in particular for people of color, um, a lot of us were just not exposed to that as yeah. a career path or even as a science, you know, we may have you know, had a connection with the beach or fishing or something like that, but not necessarily seeing that as a profession or a career path. And so um, I just think it's really interesting that a lot of people will say like, I wanted to do that, but a lot of marine biologists are like, yeah, I just kind of stumbled kind of fell into it. it. Yeah. You know, I just kind of <laughs> fell into it. But um, speaking of being on research vessels, um, my very first internship at Hampton University, they had this, this um, at sea program and my first internship, 19 years old, I lived on a boat for a month and it was absolutely life-changing. Um, we sailed the Chesapeake Bay. So we learned how to sail. We went to various institutions along the Chesapeake Bay, one of which happened to be where I got, got my PhD. I had actually met my PhD advisor as a freshman. Um, we learned about the contributions of Native Americans and African Americans mm -hmm. to the Bay and their contributions to ocean science. We also did research. It was phenomenal and it was intense, but it was absolutely life changing. And I was 19 years old at that time thinking, you know, okay, well, I didn't major in chemistry to go to medical school. I'll just major in marine science to go to medical school. But once I did that internship, I was like, no, I this is this is it. Like this is where I'm staying. So, um, it there is something really uh, special about being out at sea. That was my first time at, at out at sea um, in 2019, and that was on a 53 foot sailboat. Um, mm -hmm. At, in 2019, I don't even remember the size of this vessel. It was massive, but I did like an 18 consecutive day out at sea. Um, and unlike the first time, I would always we would always pull in somewhere and dock, so we would no. see the land. Um, yeah. We would live on the boat, go out, but we would dock somewhere, and, and you know we would see land every day. This was the time where I saw no land. Like once I was out. I didn't see land for weeks, and um, I did a transect where we I did we did sampling. Actually, the the research was to sample the entire West Coast, um, including Canada. So we partnered with Canada to do Canadian waters, and um, we called them legs. And so there's yeah. like four legs, and 
I did uh, one of the legs and I did the state of Washington and Oregon. And that was 18 consecutive days. And there was just something really, it's something really humbling and inspiring about being out at sea. Saw lots of whales. Um, mm -hmm. It was so beautiful. And, you know, I'm just like, wow, to like not to be surrounded by water for mm -hmm. so long. Um, is really, it, it, it really is empowering. I feel like I always get like a certain level of clarity when I'm out at sea. It is hard work. I think this last one I did was like, yeah, I'm getting old. Like this is, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is intense. It's very different from being 19. Um, right. Lots of work. But, but I always, you know, when I get back on land, it's like, always feel like, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's like my uh, adrenaline rush, like my reset my recalibration just become very clear about like what I want to do, what I want to pursue. Um, and that was, you know, right after that was like the next year I uh, published my first children's science book. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really like, yeah. <laughs> it's no, I, I, I totally understand. I mean, I'm gonna take this second, this moment to thank everyone who's, following along, watching on Facebook, because um, we are currently live on Facebook and YouTube. Thank you, Dr. Jeanette Davis, aka Dr. Ocean, for joining me today. And if you have any comments or questions, please put them in the chat. I do see one from Deshaun saying people can have four years of progress or four years of excuses. That's there very true. Go. Very true. true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> speaking on um, Dr. Davis and your adventures, yeah, I... Another part of what I really want to do is bring the idea of science and programs and what's even out there already to the forefront, especially for kids of color, to mm -hmm. go out and do this. And so I don't know if you've heard of STEM C's program, uh, but it's a, I think it's through Columbia and the University of Pennsylvania. But basically, mm -hmm. those legs that you were talking about on your trips they have to do transit in between the science parties. So, you know, let's say you're doing your, your party um, is in Washington, but the next party is going to be down in San Diego. So they got to move the boat to San Diego. Wow. During that time, they take students out for free, uh, STEM C's pays for it. They fly the kids there and those kids get to live on the boat and, you know, see what it's like to work and, meet maybe meet scientists if scientists are doing the transit too and so i've gone out twice with them once in 2019 once last year but it's amazing because it's 18 19 20 year olds and you're seeing a lot of them on boats for the first time they are getting this like whoa all the animals at sea and we don't see land like we are yeah. <laughs> the whole week yeah. we are in the water and, you know, just to their amazement of it is awesome. And, you know, I, I went the traditional biology route, but that gave me an opportunity to see what it's like to do oceanography or marine biology and to live on that boat. And, you know, I'd be like, don't knock the food because they get these like sublime chefs from who knows what. Oh, know yeah, how to that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, the chef on the boats be yeah, they be they be with it. Like that, that's one thing. Like it takes a lot to run a boat. And when you have people doing research, you want to keep them happy. And so it is a lot of mm -hmm. effort and work into having good food and good chefs. Um, that that is very true. In fact, when I was out in um the last leg I did in Washington, Oregon we would catch like fish. We would catch fish in, you know, and it's nothing like having fresh fish in the, mm -hmm. you know, in the ocean and like having an amazing chef. So yeah, like anyway, I just want a second. The food is good. The only thing for me that I did miss is because you don't have fresh produce. So it's like having yeah. fresh greens and things like that. After a while, it's like, oh man, I just, I need, my body just <laughs> needs some kale. But, <laughs> but um, outside of that, yeah, it, it is pretty good cooking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, even my me on my first transit in 2019 was like, what? You know, you wake up in the morning, your first day on a boat, and I, I'm, 
outside of that, I'm just surprised that they can cook when the boat's doing this, you know. I'm just yeah. trying to walk. But <laughs> they they done cooked and everything. So yeah. they're amazing. Yes. But um, yeah, I see you, Yolanda. Thank you. I put the name of her book in there. It's called Science is Everywhere, Science is for Everyone. And she has another one. Uh, let me see. What Jada's Journey again? Under the Sea. There it is. You know, my and computer you can, is slower than you. <laughs> no, it's okay. And you can go on my website, uh, Dr. just drocean.science, www.drocean.science, which will list all of my children's science books there. Yes, yes. So um, I actually, as I am looking at your page and all the things that you have done, you've been recognized on so many different platforms. Um, how does that feel? How did you get into being seen on Essence, Black Enterprise, Mar Marvel. Oh yeah, how I mean, you need to talk about Marvel. Uh, well, I signed an NDA, so there's it's oh. very it's it's, a, <laughs> it's limited to what I can say about Marvel at this point. But uh, I do consulting, um, so I have done some consulting work for Marvel. Um, that's as much as I can say. Um, um, and for uh, Essence, Enterprise, Black Enterprise, and other magazines. I have. It's really been an honor to be recognized for like my contributions to marine science and uh, some of these prominent Black magazines. Um, okay. And I actually, um, in undergrad, I had a uh, a scholarship and um, applied for like, it was like a scholarship slash competition, a Honda diversity scholarship. And they were looking for marine biologists and um, I applied for it. And a part of the, like being a part of this, this fellowship slash scholarship is that um, I got a feature in a, a magazine and they like flew me out to California. That's I think that's the first time I had been to California. And I took a photo shoot in the Lone Beach Aquarium and they named me the uh, next great marine biologist. So it was such an honor to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, that to me, that is definitely like one of the highlights of my career to be featured there. Um, so yeah, forever grateful to, to have been uh, feature there and and just be a part of like this movement of really showing um, black people in a different light and all of our many talents and contributions to to society. So yeah, definitely like one of my top five best moments of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. Congratulations. I love it. So um, man, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> You know, I just, that's awesome. But whew, as we start to calm it down, so <laughs> can you tell us what are you working on now? What is Dr. Jeanette Davis doing right now? Um, so right now I am one, I, you know, I, I say I have a nine to five. My nine to five is I'm an ocean policy advisor and I have kind of, um, kind of walk this fine line between being a research scientist and being more in a policy role or advising role. And that essentially means that I work with, you know, people and government. Um, and that's whether that's like leadership or Congress. Um, I've, you know, spend time talking to Congress about the importance of our ocean and investments in our ocean. Um, and so really playing a role in like taking the science that I've done and understanding like the research science and helping decision makers make dis good decisions about the ocean and our ocean resources. So that's pretty much my nine to five is I have, I've stepped away from doing as much science and more talking about science and, mm -hmm. you know, helping non-scientists um, understand the importance of science. So, you know, I'm doing that. Um, I'm, you know, a continuing to author children's science literature, um, speaking engagements. Um, I recently founded a nonprofit, me and uh, six other members. It's called mm -hmm. Black and Marine Science, um, an amazing organization 
that is really centered around one celebrating Black people in marine science, um, cultivating like the next scientific thought leaders, and also spreading environmental awareness. So I want to give a plug out for Black and Marine Science. The website um, is www.blackandmarinescience.org. And we are doing great things to really create a safe space for people like myself and other people and people like you who are you know, who had like an interest in marine biology, we really do kind of create these spaces um, for people of color to fill out the, the field of marine science. There you go, it's up on the website. Um, and, and you can become a member and a part of the community, you can donate. Um, and, and it's really just, it's a great organization, again, designed to kind of create these safe spaces for people of color. So I'm really proud to, um, be a co-founder and really, you know, help cultivate the next generation of of Black people in marine science. Um, so I'm doing that, and I've started doing consulting. We talked about Marvel a little bit. I signed an NDA, so I can't tell you everything, but that's really exciting. Um, and doing some consulting work for for other firms. So a lot going on for me, and um, yeah, yeah, you can expect a lot more coming. <laughs> I am. Um all about connections, you know, and you already got a lot on your plate. I'm I'm looking at this website. I'm gonna check out this website more, make sure I share that on my social media. Um, but I do love the black woman in diving gear, which yeah. reminds me of a, a group um, that's actually nationwide called NAPS, uh, National Association of Black Scuba Divers, mm -hmm, um, yeah. which is really cool. I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Don't know if you ever want to work with them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so we've done, yeah. So we are really expanding as an organization. I'm, you know, taking more of a role on the board and strategic vision and planning of the organization, but we have lots of members who do the day-to-day -day work. And mm -hmm. yes, we've connected with all of those organizations <laughs> partnerships. And so yeah, I'm I'm really proud of like just what it's becoming. It's only, a, it's a little over a year old now. And we've been able to do so much and, and build so many partnerships. So um, yeah, more, more to come and, and follow yeah. us um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, um, and yeah, and, and there's the website there, blackandmarinescience.org. Yes. And also uh, Miss Minorities and Shark Science. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I call Miss like our sister uh, nonprofit, um, <laughs> but yeah, Miss is dope. I I know the the women who founded Miss. It's a it's such a small community. So like, it's interesting because Black and Marine Science was being developed around the same time as Miss. Um, also around the same time as I don't know if you've heard of Queens. Um, I think I definitely want to connect you with some women there. They would be amazing for your podcast. But it's Black women. Um, and evolution, ecology, and marine sciences. Dope organization. So we have Bweems. There's also Minorities in Aquaculture Science, which is start founded by an amazing um, woman, Imani. I, I mean, Imani's last name is, is escaping me. But then there's also Latin in marine science. Like there's so many different mm -hmm. uh nonprofits, which I'm so excited and proud of because it really is about us kind of creating safe spaces for ourselves and fortifying each other um, and making sure that we're like sharing opportunities with other people and like no longer waiting to be like recognized or validated, mm -hmm. just like creating the things that we know need to happen to like see the field of science move forward. Love it. I love it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I actually have a nonprofit, but it's just me. Uh, but I just I did the paperwork. Okay. So I, like, I want to do it, but mine is communications and STEM, and the idea behind it is to showcase all these opportunities that's out there, you know, and showing that there's so many different people in these organizations and these groups, and that kids have an opportunity that I didn't have as a kid, especially with social media and stuff, to find and be a part of all these great programs. And so that's my biggest thing for me. I'm gonna have a booth at our Juneteenth and I'm gonna have a picture thing with all these little 
props that, you know, I can be. I could be a yeah. scientist, I could be a biologist, a botanist, a marine biologist, yeah. whatever. You know, and it's I really even before I had my son, I really is just I think kids need to see themselves yes. in these types of sciences and be open to the idea of this is an opportunity that I could do or this is yes. a field I can go into. Yes. But yes. I've had the I think I've had one of the young ladies from Miss on my podcast. Awesome. Um, I've have um she wasn't on my podcast, but there's a woman out here. She's a, a physician who's a part of NABS. She's the person who told me about it. So I've had her actually do a program at a school. Now I got you from <laughs> Black Marine Science, but you could just send more people, send them all my yeah. way. I love talking to everybody and, and getting their story out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, I think too, even going back to like all of these nonprofits that are forming right now and in organizations, it's like telling our own story too. Cause it's it's not, it's it's about telling the story, but also having being in control of the narrative, right? Because there's mm-hmm. so much out there about, you know, what it looks like to be black in the field of science. And most mm-hmm. of the time, those narratives are not from actual Black people in science, right? And so I think, again, for us in particular in Black marine science, and I think a lot of these organizations is really highlighting the science. Like, mm-hmm. we're actual scientists. We're actually contributing to the field of science. And I always talk about, like, you know, hidden figures mm-hmm. um, with Dr. Katherine Johnson. I mean, yeah, uh, Johnson, and it was an incredible story, but it took so long to be told. And it's like, we don't have to wait for someone to tell our story. We get to tell our own stories and and, in our own authenticity and control the narrative of like what happens and what it looks like, what it feels like to be a person of color in the field of science. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, so hopefully, you know, the next generation will see that being interested in chemistry is cool. Yes. You can, you know, you can go party at your school and still get an education. Absolutely. It's not hard. Because I did it at Hampton. Absolutely. At, yes, I did it at Silver <laughs> College. And it if you really like the subject, it's not that hard. So before I close out and let you go, um, what is something that you wish you could tell your 12-year-old self? And where can we see the future of Dr. Davis? Great question. Um, 12-year-old, I mean, 12 is a very particular year. That's like puberty, (laughs) right? Just hitting puberty. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So uh, I would say, you know, everything is going to be okay. Like it's all going to work itself out. And um, you don't have to have it figured out. And I think that's 12 year old Jeanette. That's also um, present day Jeanette. Like I, it's such a culture where like, you got to know everything all the time, you know, and and this narrative that like, you know, because you're black, you got to be faster. You got to be stronger. You got to be better. You got to do that. It's just like, yo, live a good life. Like I'm really about, you know, things are like it being in the field of science or any job is work. It is work. And it, it can be frustrating at times. There are struggles. There's all these things, but everything doesn't have to be hard. And I'm learning to take life with ease and joy and um, just really relax in the unknown. And to be honest, like that is the foundation of science. Like mm-hmm. science is a backbone that support, supports curiosity. And I'm learning to just remain curious and calm and be okay. Um, I probably wouldn't have said it that way to my 12 year old self, but just <laughs> relax, it's, it's gonna be okay. Like you are where you're supposed to be. And no one has it all figured out. And if they said they right. did, they mean like that's just not how life works. There's so many unknowns, but it's but it's actually you know you can take pleasure in the unknown. Um, so I would say that. And for the future, Jeanette, the same advice: 
relax, girl. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> uh, just, you know, have fun, continue to be passionate, um, pursue things with joy, pursue your curiosity, um, all of those things. And I think, you know, keeping, staying true to that, there's just so much possibility. There's so many things available to me. Um, I mentioned I'm starting to get into consulting more. I think that, you know, in the future, I want to definitely start doing more consulting, more speaking, um, more, you know, advising. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I didn't mention this, but I'm also an adjunct professor at Hampton is why I always be repping my Hampton. What? Okay. And, you know, I'm looking to take on, you know, be on more student committees, do some more lecturing there. Because we're also in this virtual environment now, so it's easier mm -hmm. to like teach remotely. Um, so yeah, all things are possible. That's the thing. That's the beauty of curiosity. Pursue it and you'll be fine. I love it. Thank you <laughs> so much for repping your school and <laughs> repping yourself. I am so, I mean, I, I feel like I'm older than you. I think I am. So I can say I'm proud of you. And it doesn't sound bad, you know? So yeah, I'm very proud of you and all of the things that you've accomplished. That's amazing. Thank you. And I'm very proud of you, no matter what age. <laughs> the fact that you are doing the, what you want to do and uh, creating, like having this platform to make science available to people and highlighting scientists, that's dope. Um, so yeah, I'm proud of you as well. Awesome. Thank you. You can stay on for just a second. I'm going to close all out and get back to you. But thank you, Dr. Davis, for being a part of In the Know with Kat Bobino today. And thank you, everyone who joined us in the chats. Yolanda, Ushan, Bobby, Deshaun, I see all of you. Thank you for all of your cools and amens. Yes, I love it. Yeah. And I, I do want to just quickly say um, for everyone in the chat, thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at DrOcean24 um, and on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Ocean24. And it's just D-R. Um, and then my website is Dr drocean.science. So yes. please reach out. Check that all out. I will put that all in the information on my social media. Make sure you like, share, comment, all that good stuff. I appreciate you. Uh, Yolanda said you're proud of both of us and Omaha. Yeah, I know you, girl. You coming from Nebraska. I see you. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, make sure you join me next time. I don't know who my guest is going to be, but you know they're going to be amazing. So thank you, everyone, for joining in, and have a good Wednesday. Bye, guys.